Welcome to Evolve. My name is Joanna, and this is our second episode in season one. Today, I wanted to take some time just to kind of, I guess, share my journey and awakening and help sort of normalize the fact that it isn't always this very linear progression. It can be kind of a loop um, with a lot of stops, sort of dead ends and things like that. So looking back, one thing that I have been aware of is that since I was a child, I was very empathic. I have a lot of memories of feeling a lot. Um, a lot of people have referenced that as clairsentient, very perceptive of the energy and emotions of others, very sensitive, I remember this causing me a lot of stress, sometimes silly things, um, just was always really attuned to that aspect of living. I mean, one of my earliest memories was I am the oldest of three. And I remember being little, I have to assume I was probably about seven at the most. And I remember my sister, who was just a toddler at the time, maybe three, getting mad at her stuffed animals. Now, this is going to sound silly, but this... This is sort of the stuff that um, can create tension in, in children who are really intuitive. But anyway, I remember her talking badly or something to her stuffed animal. And I remember crying. Like, I felt so bad for it. And I remember clearing her, her bed off. We shared a room. Uh, I remember clearing her bed off of all her animals and dolls and sort of lining them up with mine. It probably had, like... I remember like 20 and I remember talking to each doll and animal and just sort of validating that they are worthy and it just was very triggering. I just remember feeling very little and feeling very triggered and this is the type of stuff that a lot of intuitive children deal with. They have high emotional responses to things. Sometimes it seems really exaggerated. Sometimes the adults around them do not respond um, in a supportive way. And what can happen in our journey is that sometimes as kids, I find that we shut these aspects down. We don't know how to deal with them. They're flooding. They're overwhelming. And so, again, with the background of myself, being a trauma therapist, it's very common for children to disconnect um, and sort of move away from high emotionality because they don't know what to do with it. And so it is an adaptive skill in that moment because a lot of times they're limited in what they're able to do as far as coping, but it does sometimes create an issue where people feel like they had gifts when they were children and that they quote unquote lost it. I work with a lot of adults that are like, I used to be able to do this. And the reality is we still have those gifts. We just sort of turned them off. And the cool thing is that we can learn to turn them back on. So I remember feeling a lot as a child that was different um, I always felt like one of the things that I think happens, it happened to me, not always with intent, but it can be very difficult to be a child and actually to have a higher level of perception than the adults around you. And sometimes you as a child perceive things and you're actually accurate, but it can be minimized, dismissed, either because sometimes the adults are trying to protect you and they think they're buffering you um, from an awareness that you don't need to have. The struggle with that is it often confuses intuitive children because the read is accurate, but they're being told by the adults around them that it's not. And so they 
kind of develop what I call a lack of trust. They stop believing and trusting their read because they're told their read is wrong when in fact it's accurate. Or sometimes the adults are overwhelmed by it and don't want to admit to it and shut it down. And so again, I find I have a personal bias that kids are sort of experts at living. They get it. Um, they come out and they're pretty open to their gifts. They don't necessarily understand what they are. They don't understand that other people don't have them. They don't know how to manage it, but they tend to be way more connected to living in a way that I think we're intended to. Like they, if you ever see a child, they, especially young ones, before I call the programming sets in, they often are very connected to the now. They're very connected and aware of what's sort of going around, going on around them. So like, I don't know how many times, even with my own children, that we're doing something and they'll point something out on like the high shelf of a garage or they'll see the airplane or the butterfly. And I find that I have sort of filtered that out. So they're very they're very aware and they're very connected to the now. And in many ways, they are the greatest teachers of, of how to do that. Everything is play. And so it can get annoying if you're the parent trying to get out the door and everything is like turning into play and it's like taking 45 minutes to get shoes on and what have you. But they're, they're the experts. And so I always like to reference kids and I will do so routinely because I have so much love and respect for them. I think they're so wise and I think that we have a lot to learn and that they can actually kind of coach us back to what our intended or original states were. So that being said, as a child, I remember feeling really different. I noticed that I sometimes even from other kids perceived things differently. I responded differently. Um, and then I had some pretty scary experiences as a child that I, I didn't understand, and I don't actually remember communicating. So that's kind of the difficulty, too, with kids is they're not, they don't just sort of stroll up to mom and dad and be like, hey, mom, dad, I'm having like a really anxious crisis right now. They hold a lot of information, and they don't always verbalize it directly. But I remember having a lot of times where I was really scared, um, about some weird stuff that would happen typically at night. I remember experiences of sort of Claire cognizance, Claire audience, which I'm just going to, to share, not because I feel like they're showing that I'm special or an expert, but just sort of these strange experiences that a lot of intuitives forget sometimes, but have had as children, um, and don't necessarily know how to reconcile that into their being. So when I was little, um, there was oftentimes that I would see things. Like, for example, at night when I was very small, probably under four, I remember it felt like every night. I really don't know how well my memory serves me, but things would happen. Like, I would see things in my room. I would hear things. It would scare me. Um, and I would just sort of hide under my blankets and fall asleep, kind of that child mentality. If I don't look at it, close my eyes and become invisible, it won't impact me. But I felt kind of tormented. I had a lot of reoccurring dreams too, very scary dreams um, that felt very real. They had different tones to them than sort of your day-to-day -day processing. Um, 
it wasn't until later that during my own healing and kind of talking to uh, spiritual healers that I had an understanding that there was a couple things going on. Um, one, there, some were memories from past lives. Um, some were astral projections. And um, so they, they were intense. They would cause what I call a, an emotional hangover. This still occurs up to now. I'm less plagued by negativity after I sort of learned about negative entities and how they actually operate um, and feed on fear and the, the necessity of us to kind of work on that aspect to kind of guard and um, how they really can't access us unless we're in a lower state. So that helped me tremendously. But as a child, it was terrifying. Um, but there's times of intervention too where there's a couple of sort of moments of safety where my safety was being jeopardized and I heard, like I heard directions like run, you know, and I would, and it saved me. Um, or I had just sort of a, a sense of knowing that something was off and something was going to happen. Um, kind of a, this horrible feeling of dread, but it made me hyper vigilant to the, the environment. And so I would scan and scan. And then what would happen is the thing, that um, I was supposed to be aware of started to occur and I was able to move out of that space to safety. Um, in future episodes, I might go into more of the specifics, but these are some of the generalities. Um, I remember when I was young, just, yeah, having a sense of knowing, kind of being led. I didn't understand that other people did not have this. I didn't even understand that it was something separate. It's just some of these memories have left sort of an imprint um and so i just kind of recall them and um being kind of curious about them in the moment so they sort of stand out to me but they were you know pretty often um and then then i went through a time later in life where i think i, I really kind of disconnected and moved away from listening to that inner voice and it got me in some pretty significant I don't want to say trouble, but intensive moments where sometimes with trauma or these really hurtful experiences, we sort of reawaken, we, we reconnect, we heal aspects of ourselves. And in that healing, we, we reactivate or reconnect to gifts that once, once were. So the healing aspect is super critical. Um, and this is where this toxic positivity concept irritates me because as a healer, I see this over and over. This isn't my, this isn't only based on my own healing. This is based on watching so many people move through the same pattern of moving through the it, kind of clearing out certain things, um, whether it's trauma or coming to sort of a close on certain emotional things. And then all of a sudden it's like they're thrown onto a different path, almost like they shift timelines and, uh, where there used to be sort of the shadow of this hurt gets filled with light. So it really showed me the, um, I don't call it the duality, but I guess you could call it that, that, you know, both are needed. Like the most advanced people are the ones who have worked through their crap. It's not people who can meditate and see things. It's people who are willing to do it all. So we have moments where we're sort of in an upswing in um, spirituality and we're in the higher higher level dimensions um, and the higher chakras. And then there's these times where we feel like utter crap and we think that everything is off course and we're integrating, we're integrating pain. Um, and it can be blinding and we can feel like things, something's wrong. 
Um, and these are really great times to have a teacher or a counselor who can be of service um, and help us sort of guide us through these times because sometimes that's really needed and really helpful. We They can hold up mirrors um, to the work that needs to be done and kind of help us deprogram and really come to resolution with certain themes. If you're wondering what's the next step, my first encouragement is just to reflect back to when you were a kid. Kind of try to remember and reconnect to what your experiences were back then. Maybe it's a remembering of painful experiences that shaped you, but maybe you'll also remember instances where you felt like you had certain abilities um, and you could have conflicting emotions about that. Maybe you're embarrassed by them. Maybe you think you imagined them. Maybe you think they were weird. But I really encourage you to just reflect on those because those are some of your intuitive gifts. And if you're worried that you feel like you've lost them, I can highly encourage you and, and state almost emphatically that you have not. You just disconnected. And the likelihood is you have way more. Um, but to sort of activate those gifts, you kind of have to go through the pain of healing. There is again this sort of toxic positivity where people think that true spiritual progression is like meditating and having these really powerful positive experiences but as a healer and based on the work that I've done I have a strong bias that is really the opposite. The true progression is when we are able to go face our greatest hurts and pains whether it's from this lifetime or our past and close down these really big emotional themes that really create space for more of this intuitive life, for more of these abilities to, to activate and expand. And so if we're kind of clogged and um, full of hurt and anger and whatever else, it's very difficult to bring down that spiritual energy into our lower chakra systems, into our full being. It's sort of like we can go there, but we're really meant to bring that light in into our being and integrated through our, our entire selves, which includes the lower level chakras, sort of the, the lower densities as they call it. So what that really means is we have to clear the muck. You have to clear the muck, the pain, the trauma, the insecurities, the negative patterning. You have to actually process out that pain, which means emote it, express it. You need to learn and appreciate where that came from and then also create new ways of relating um, and that's when we clear the muck out literally we create space to expand and that space is immediately filled it is just something that happens automatically which is what I coach in my session you don't have to go sometimes and try to work on your your intuitive abilities It's often healing that just creates that um, you do the work you get the perk so to speak so if you are feeling like you're in a healing phase right now and you're feeling really low, I encourage you to lean in and seek out resources to assist you. Like I said before, it's, it's sometimes helpful to find a, a healer. It doesn't really matter if it's Reiki or intuitive coaching or a counselor. As long as you feel drawn to that person, um, I myself offer that type of service. Um, you know, I'm intuitive, I'm I'm actually a Reiki master, and I am a licensed therapist. So I sort of have this weird blend. It all makes sense to me because it, it's created my own modality, but you know, I can be present and sort of pivot and shift with people to sort of help them and support them as they move through these phases. 
Um, and then I had the, the beautiful gift of watching them emerge from these, these really uh, dense, heavy periods of life. And it's like life just sort of explodes and lines up in front of them. So over and over and over, this has been shown to me. Um, this is not actually just based on my own experience because um, I am by far no expert on this. I think sometimes we're all just sort of bumping along. But it has been shown to me by all the amazing people that I've worked with and watched them do this repeatedly. So it is doable. These episodes are fairly vulnerable for me. So this one actually took me a while to do. Um, it was I intended it to be my second one. But it ended up being the third because I just sat on it like a little hen. Um, because I think for a lot of people, it's vulnerable to share these experiences. First, they often are some of our most painful experiences. But I think a lot of us feel crazy with this stuff. Um, me moving out of, moving through, kind of being a counselor, um, this was my avenue to sort of personally be more personable Um and share what I've observed and share my own experiences to normalize. Not because I think, again, that I'm some expert or I, I have some special knowledge, but because I, I want people to know that we all sort of have our own paths and they don't have to look the same. Like, don't compare. But do know that, you know, there's common patterns. And a lot of times when we're healing, we're in low states. And as children, a lot of intuitives come out of trauma and part of, really activating and accessing their gifts is to deal with the trauma. So don't feel discouraged. I know you probably feel alone. You're not. Um, this is this is sort of a, a common sort of binding element of this type of work. Well, thanks for your patience um, as I sort of muddled through this episode. If you're feeling a nudge or wanting to learn more about the healing work that I do, you can feel free to sue me on my webpage. You're able to connect with me through that. You can email me um, if you have questions or if you want to book a session. Um, my website is www.transcendwellnesscenter.com. Often in the notes, the link to the website is there. So feel free to suit me. Um, you can see kind of the work that I do. I am a counselor, but I offer um, intuitive, I call it intuitive coaching, which is sort of a blend of different modalities, just sort of help most of the intuitives um, with this healing and integration work. And in future episodes, I will go more in depth about the healing that I observe as well as sort of an offering and sharing of my own experiences. So Wishing you guys the greatest of